Welcome to Crossbound Ministries, where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word? You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love, the cross requires, cling to the one who's... Open your Bible with me to James. James chapter 1 and verse number 16 is where we begin today. And in order to understand verse 16, we must read verse 15 beforehand. And so verse 15 says... Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. And now verse 16, do not err, my beloved brethren. In other words, simply put, don't go astray. Don't let those things of lustful nature and sin lead you away from God and from God's word and God's plan on your life. Don't go astray and don't blame it on God when you fall into sin. It's not unusual for people to fall into sin to blame God instead of themselves. They'll say, why did God make me this way? Well, God made me this way. Well, why did God allow that to happen? Listen to me. These people, and we are you, if you are doing it, are deceiving yourself. Only good gifts come from God. Oh, how we're quick to blame God for why would God that allow that to happen? But if you're going to blame God for the bad things, you make sure you give him the credit for all the good things. Because according to the Bible, only good things come from God. It's so easy to pass the buck. I, it's not me. Don't put that on me. It's not my fault. It's got to be somebody else's fault. No, it's time that we take responsibility for our own actions. And so the Bible says, do not err, my beloved brethren. Don't go astray. Look with me now in verse 17. Every good gift... And every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights. With him is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Father of lights, God created the sun, the moon, and the stars. God is also the source of all spiritual light. Well, in other words, he is the Father of lice in every aspect of a physical and spiritual being. Amen? See, God created all the lights, the sun, the moon, the stars. He created those lights, but God is also the Father of all spiritual light. Jesus Christ and His Word wants to bring spiritual light in your life, and it comes from God. And he says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father 
of lights. And he says, with whom is no variableness. God is unlike the things he created because God never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't vary. He doesn't change. He doesn't waver. God is always the same. And praise God for that. You can put your faith in something. You can put your trust in something. When something does this, it's just a small and significant, just say it's something like your car cranks every day. You can trust it. I go out there. I know my car is going to crank. I have faith in it because that's what it always does. Now you put that on a much greater scale and that's what God does. He's always the same. Praise God for that. He never changes. He doesn't just have a bad day or get in a bad mood like me or you do. No, God is always God and praise the Lord for that. And the last part of that verse says, neither shadow of turning. This may be referring to the things like as the earth rotates around the sun, one side of the planet has a shadow or it's in darkness. But listen to me, there is no shadow and there is no darkness in God because God is light. Amen. This verse teaches us that nothing bad comes from God, but all good things come from God. You remember that. Nothing bad comes from God. Only good things and all good things come from God. So the next time something happens in your life and you're tempted to say, God, why would you allow this? God, why did you do this? God, why did you create me this way? You just remember that all perfect gifts is from above. God gives us nothing but good things. In the beginning, God created the heavens of the earth, Adam and Eve in the perfect garden. You see, we're the ones that make it up. Adam and Eve brought sin into the world, but in the beginning when God created it, it was not so. It was all good and nothing but good. Amen. We are the ones that brought sin into this world. We cannot blame God for what we have done. Look with me now in verse 18. Of his own will begat he us. The word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. It is because of God's will he gave us the truth. The Bible, God's holy word. God gave us the plan of salvation in his word so that we could have that new birth, that we could be saved. We would have salvation and be born into the family of God. And listen to me, once you're born into a family, that can never be undone. My name's Michael Sadler. I was born to Charles and Becky Sadler. My last name is Sadler, and nothing throughout all eternity is ever going to change that, that I was born into that family, into this family. And listen, when you are born into God's family, nothing 
is going to change that. The Bible says that you are sealed on the day of redemption. What does that mean? That means the moment you got saved, the Holy Spirit moved in and took up residency in your heart until it is brought to fruition and you go to heaven or Jesus Christ comes back and sounds the trumpet. Amen. Then you will forever be with the Lord. That's what it means. Amen. You are sealed. You will always be a child of God. You will always be in God's family. The first fruits, the first fruits, all believers should present themselves to God as a living sacrifice. That's what that verse was talking about, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. All believers should present themselves to God as a living sacrifice. Listen to what Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He says, I tell you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you should take your body, this physical body, and present it to God as a living sacrifice. As, as to God, God, this is me. I want to serve you in every aspect of my life, spiritually and physically. Amen. That means I want to be right in my heart. I want to walk with God and talk with God. I want to have my heart filled with his word. But more so than that, I want my outward being to serve God and I want other people to see it. Why? So that, in other words, my actions line up with my words. Amen that you are living it out for others to see. But more importantly, you are living it out so that God sees that you truly trust him and that you are presenting yourself as a sacrifice to God. Listen to what he said, that ye present your bodies, your body, yourself, you, everything about you, mind, body, and spirit. You should present to God, God, I'm yours. Use me how you see fit. You know that verse, here am I, Lord, send me. In other words, I, don't, I may not know anything. I may not have anything. I may not be able to do much, but God, I fully and totally give myself over to you and you do what you will with me. And listen to me, when you come to that state, then when you realize you really are nothing, but when you turn yourself over to God and you let him work with you and through you, that's when God can do mighty things with you. Amen. God can take you places that you never thought you could go. God can have you do things that you never thought you could do. God can have you speak to people that you never thought you could speak to. Amen. Why? Because you have totally and fully turned yourself over to God. Here am I, Lord. Send me. I present my body as a living sacrifice to you. Do with me what 
what you will. Amen? And that is a good place to be. That's where God wants you to be, and that's when God can use you. When you have set your own will aside, your own wants aside, and you pick up and you say, God, whatever it is you have for me, I want to do in my life. And that's when God can fully and completely and mightily use you. Where are you at? Have you made it to that place yet where you put down yourself and say, God, I am fully and totally yours. I present myself as a living sacrifice to you. Amen. Look with me now in the next verse. James chapter 1, verse 19. James chapter 1, verse number 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Wherefore, we should, we should be swift to hear. We should be quick to listen to what others have to say. And can I just say, what unu- that's a very unusual command for God to give us, isn't it? I want you to listen fast. Hurry up and listen. Hurry up and hear. That's a very unusual command. It means we should be ready to hear the Word of God as well as godly counsel and godly preaching. Amen? In other words, listen up. Make sure both your ears are open and they're cleaned out and you're hearing what God has for you. Whether it's through His Word or through a preacher or through an evangelist or through a Bible study, open up and listen to what God is telling you. Be quick to hear. Hurry up and listen. And we should be teachable by the Holy Spirit. We should be slow to speak. You know that old saying, God gave you two ears and one mouth. You should listen as twice as much as you speak. And that is good advice. It really is. The Bible says a fool is known by this multitude of words. Somebody that goes, goes on babbling and running their mouth because they love to hear themselves talk, you know they are full of foolishness. But a wise man or a wise lady will choose their words wisely. Amen. And Solomon, Solomon agrees with what James said. Listen to what Solomon said in Proverbs chapter 13, verse number three. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Listen to what Solomon said in Proverbs 10, 19. In the multitude of words there wanteth not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. In other words, a wise man will listen, but he'll be slow to say something. He'll choose his words wisely. He'll make sure God is pleased with his words before they ever come out of his mouth. Do you do that? Do you check yourself about with what you're about to say? Or does it just come flying out of your mouth? And a lot of times that's what hurts people. That's what causes problems. That's what causes strife. When you don't use a godly filter and you go, man, I shouldn't say that. You may think it, but only a fool will say it. A wise man will keep it to himself. It's not saying that they don't don't have the same thoughts, but a wise man or a wise lady will choose what they have to say. And the Bible says slow to wrath. We should be slow to wrath. A person who is quick-tempered does not produce the kind of righteousness that God expects from his children. Those who are quick to lose their temper give a bad testimony 
to Christianity. They certainly don't give it a good name. Listen to what Proverbs said, 1632. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. He that is slow to anger. In other words, don't get mad. Don't get fly off the handle. Don't say things that you shouldn't say. Don't just go into a rage and go crazy ah, and just spit it out there and you're, you're going to cause more strife than it's already going on. Do what the Bible says. Be slow to speak, but quick to listen. Amen? Look with me now in James chapter 1, verse number 20. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. How can a person who is constantly angry live a righteous life? How can a person who is constantly angry or constantly flying off the handle, constantly getting mad, live out the righteousness of God for others to see? How can a person who's flying off the handle constantly have a good, close relationship with God Almighty? Because listen to me, anger hurts your relationship with God. Now, hold on a minute. Let me clarify. I am not talking about righteous anger. There is a right to be angry sometimes. When you, when you see somebody getting beaten up or taken advantage of or run over and hurt by somebody that should not be doing that, you have a right to be angry because that is wrong. That is righteous anger. But a lot of times that's not what people are angry about. They're angry about so-and-so said this to me or they done this to me or they did that or this happened and they, they just, they're angry about it. And see, that hurts. That puts a wedge in between you and God. That puts a wedge between you and the Holy Spirit. It quenches the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is what gives you the power to live out the Christian life in this world. And when you're constantly angry, God is not pleased with that. You are harming your own self. Amen? You most certainly are. And like I said, I'm not speaking of righteous anger. Sometimes there's a right. You have the right to be mad. But a person that who is constantly angry, a person that has a serious temper, or somebody who's always going off, it is going to be very hard, if not impossible, for them to have a good, godly testimony and live out the Christian life in this world because Anger, anger goes against what God wants you to do. Listen to what the verse says. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. In other words, you can't be constantly angry and mad and ticked off and have and live out the righteousness of God here on this planet. Amen. Look with me now at the next verse. James chapter 1, verse 21. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness 
Filthiness includes every form of impurity, whether spiritual, mental, or physical. There are all kinds of filthiness. A lot of times when we think of filthiness, we think of wrongful sexual desires or hideous things of that nature. But it can also be physical, too. If you decide if you decide to live in squander or in filth, how can you have a good testimony? But for the most part, we're talking about the way your mind works, the filthiness of your mind when your mind is riddled full of sin. Amen? You've got to get rid of that. You've got to let God clean that out. And you have got to want for God to clean that out of your life. You've got to want that and ask God for help. Amen? And the next part says superfluity. What a word, huh? Superfluity of naughtiness. Superfluity is, in other words, superabundance. That's what superfluity means, of naughtiness. And we all know what naughtiness is. Depravity, malignity, trouble, evil, malice, naughtiness, wickedness. In other words, a superabundance of all these things, evil and malice. Get that out of your life. Amen? And listen to me, our pride and hardness and sin make us unreceptive and unresponsive to God's word. Your pride will put up a wall in between you and God. Your pride will put up, it will make it very hard for the Holy Spirit to reveal God's truth in his word to you. Can a Christian do that? Absolutely you can. You can harden your heart. A requirement for, for a requirement for receiving divine truth is meekness. You can read the Bible without letting it speak to you. Listen to what Psalm says, Psalms chapter 25, verse number 9. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. When you're humble, God is right there with you. The Bible says, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. The more that you humble yourself, the more that you're full of meekness, the closer you are to God. But the more full of pride that you are, the more that you harden your heart, the more that God is going to resist you. In other words, the further away from God you are going to be. And it's going to be very hard for you to understand your Bible when you let that in your life, when you let pride and sin into your life. Because you can study the Bible like an academic book, but you won't get anything out of it. Oh, a person that's not saved can pick up God's Word and read it. And I hear it a lot of times people will say, well, I just don't understand the Bible. Well, either they're not saved or they're not right with God. And they're not allowing God to do his work in their life. Now, I don't mean a new Christian is going to pick up the Bible and understand everything in it. I totally understand that. But for the most part, people that I talk to, they're lost. And they say, well, I don't read the Bible because I just don't understand it. But the Bible is a spiritual book. And without the Holy Spirit speaking to you, the spiritual truth of God will not be revealed to you. The last part of that verse says, engrafted word. The thought is that word becomes a sacred deposit in the Christian life when he is born 
again. God's Word deposits something in your heart. It deposits the truth of God into your heart. That's what the engrafted Word means. Amen? Will you allow God to do that in your life? Will you allow God to impart those truths that he has for you in your life? God has so much for me and for you. But the question is, will we keep ourselves right? Will we keep ourselves pure? Will we keep ourselves humble so that God can impart, so God can engraft those truths into our heart? Because that's what he wants for us. Oh, God wants to show you great and mighty things that you can't even imagine, but you've got to allow it. You've got to keep yourself humble. I ask you today, Christian, have you done that? Have you got on your knees and humbled yourself before a mighty God? We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries Radio Broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.